Hello, and welcome to 5 to 1, a minute-to-minute podcast review of Zack Snyder's director's cut of Justice League. I'm Harry Slack, and with me as always is my longtime associate, Ben Smolin. Ben, how are you today? Just fine. Phenomenal to hear. Uh, Before we begin, let me tell our new listeners what this podcast is all about. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the film Sucker Punch, and I have a passing familiarity with comic books. Ben has seen the films Force Majeure and Major League, so we decided to combine our skills to put together an in-depth review of Zack Snyder's director's cut of Justice League. Ben and I have just watched minute 7 of 242 of the Mr. Snyder Cut of Justice League, which is not the film's true title, but rather a lighthearted moniker that Ben and I use to save some time here and there. Um, having just watched Minute 7, we will now each have two and a half minutes to relay our thoughts and impressions to you, the listener. So as not to waste anyone's time, a resource we all have precious little of, we will be sticking to the two and a half minute mark very strictly, so please excuse us if we interrupt each other. Um, beyond the time limits, the reviewers may respond to the film in whatever way seems most appropriate, given the minute that they have just seen. Um... That's all I have by way of introductory remarks today. Um, so I'm now, yeah, without further ado, Ben, I'm going to kick it over to you for, for two and it. a half minutes. They can start right. right now. Yeah. Okay. Minute seven. There are some transitional things. There are some important things in minute seven. But like mm-hmm. if you were to erase just a couple of those beats, it ends up being fairly bland. But like, you know, let's start where we start. You know, the it, alphabet begins with that. Yeah. So like. My my first thing is just like, what are the boxes? Mm. You know, I, I I need to know what these cyborg boxes are because we've got like an underground tunnel in paradise with armed guards. We've got Atlantis with panicked mermen and mermaids yeah. and, like looking after it. And then we've got cyborg totally neglecting his duty as superhero with his cyborg box. Yeah. And like nobody seems to know what to do when these things go off, except that it's very, very bad yeah. is my like only impression. Right. Yeah. But the big thing that I'm a huge fan of is we've got our first line of dialogue. Oh, yeah. We have our main Amazonian in this moment, mm-hmm. the leader of the, the you know, she, she touches the box. The box opens. She is batshit nervous. Mm. And she just goes, alert the queen. Yeah. First line of dialogue, rocking, love it. it. That line's got drive. It's panicked. It's immediate. But then it takes me to actually, I think my biggest concern with the opening, what is this, seven minutes now? Yeah. Is that I want the action to just stay somewhere. Yeah. I need some so, some cohesion because like right now we're going from scene to scene. And because of that, the tension doesn't really build. We're bouncing. Like whether it's staying with Superman getting killed or Cyborg you know, being sad or the Atlanteans or the Amazonians being nervous. Like, let me find my footing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're seven minutes into the movie and like, I know it's a massively long film, but that's not an insignificant chunk of time. And I still feel like we haven't really had anything resembling a real scene. Yeah. And so like that is impacting my like entry into the movie. Like I don't have a hook because it's just like montage a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that comes off of the alert. The queen, as soon as she says that, we go to a different landscape, beautiful snow covered mountains, it seems, and a guy on a horse. Who is the guy? We'll love to know. Mm-hmm. Very excited to find out. But favorite moment is the haya as he gets the horse going. Mm-hmm. Anytime a man hayas a horse, I'm on board. That's why I'm pro this minute. It's very funny to me. It sounds very video gamey, and I love mm-hmm. it. 
Um, and a big, the other landmark besides the dialogue is the score kicks mm. in. Sorry, Ben, and that's happy, uh, where I'm going to have to cut Ooh. you off. Uh, that is your two and that's a half a, minutes. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, all right. I'm going to yeah, go ahead and go it, now. Take it. Rules are rules. Yes. So, Ben, you hit the nail on the head. Alert the queen. This is our first line of dialogue. I agree with you entirely. Great opening line. And then had the exact same response uh, that you did, which is that uh, for those not watching along, and I, I surely suggest that you watch along with us, but uh, she says, alert the queen. You know, the box is about to open up. You think, oh boy, here we go. Movie's going to start. And then, bam, smash cut to a tea kettle. And I I'm like, oh, so we're not going to start the movie. This is like a masterclass in delayed gratification. It's like, I I don't know. It's a big tease. You think the movie is going to start and then it's just with every minute, it's just more credits. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that it was nice that there was no more Superman screaming. I am glad that we're done with that. Sure. But uh, still for now. Yeah. Um, But no, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you on that. We moved on to Snowland, uh, which excites me. I love a Snowland. Um, You know, Ben knows this, but listeners might not. Um, Ben and I have played Donkey Kong together. And so it's always fun. I think the aesthetic of a Snowland in a Donkey Kong game is always very fun. Um... I like Tropical Freeze for that reason. I will say something about in the original Donkey Kong that concerns me with the snow level is that you go through the snow world and you get used to the ice mechanic. Uh-huh. But then the ice mechanic doesn't really come back in later levels, to to my memory. And so you have to get used to, for one level, you're getting used to a very slippery Donkey Kong and learning the timing of the jumps there. But then... After that, you just go back to regular traction uh-huh. Donkey Kong. So I wonder if you know. A- I had I had more to say. You know, well, I had more I, to no, say. I know, but it's just I think. That's something that this snowfield made me think of is like, why would they not put in sort of a uh, in the King K rule level, like another snow throwback in Donkey Kong one? Like it gets lauded as the greatest platformer on the Super Nintendo system. Right. But I'm just wondering if that isn't a major flaw that doesn't get discussed too much. That said, I think the same thing happens in Mega Man and in Mario, where the ice levels, they don't come back later on so you learn the mechanic and it just seems like poor poor game design to me. Um, now I'm saying that as somebody in 2010 where we've studied game design a little more in, <laughs> in depth. And so like, we know. And just, I'm going to have to cut you off. I'm going to have to cut you off. That's a bummer uh, but that's all the time we have for our reviews today. If you enjoy this podcast, please take the time to subscribe, rate, review or otherwise support this project. If you're looking for a way to enhance this podcast experience please feel free to watch along with us on your own. Just be sure to avoid spoilers by not skipping ahead. Please join us next time when we will be reviewing Minute 8 of 242 of Zack Snyder's Director's Cut of Justice League, or as we sometimes call it, the Mr. Snyder Cut of Justice League. Goodbye.